So the most important reason to vote yes on Prop 64 is that it will end criminalization of people who use marijuana responsibly. You know, after so many years of sort of saying no to big tobacco and, and, and driving them out, we're now saying yes to big marijuana. It doesn't make any sense. Welcome back to Upvote California, a podcast for California voters. This episode is part of our 2016 California Proposition Series, where we focus on each proposition on the ballot and bring on experts to discuss both sides of the issue. I'm your host, Brian Atwood. Today's episode is about Proposition 64, the California Marijuana Legalization Initiative, which would legalize recreational marijuana use for people aged 21 and over. We're fortunate to have two experts representing both sides of the issue. We'll be interviewing Gretchen Burns Bergman from A New Path, Parents for Addiction Treatment and Healing, and one of the authors of the official arguments in favor of Prop 64. To represent the opposing side, we have Kevin Sabet, the president and co-founder of SAM, Smart Approaches to Marijuana. We start each episode with a brief summary and some key facts. In California, it is currently illegal to possess or use marijuana with the exception of those that use it for medical purposes. Proposition 64 would legalize adult use of marijuana for non-medical purposes, create a system to regulate marijuana businesses, impose taxes, and change penalties for marijuana-related crimes. Supporters say vote yes so that we can create a system for safe adult use of marijuana along with regulations and taxes. Opponents say vote no, as it leads to corporations that will exploit heavy users of the drug and does not provide some important safeguards. So at a high level, Prop 64 is pretty easy to understand. I'm going to talk about some of the implementation details, if you're interested in that, and then switch right into our interviews. So Prop 64 would allow smoking and consuming marijuana in a private home or a business that's licensed for on-site consumption. So the state's going to give some businesses the right to allow on-site consumption of marijuana. Um, Smoking would not be permitted while driving in public or anywhere that tobacco is currently prohibited. Individuals can possess up to one ounce, although not on school grounds or daycare centers. You'd be allowed to privately grow up to six plants, but not in an area that is unlocked or visible from a public place. As far as regulations concerned, licensing and regulation is going to be done at the state level, so the state's going to determine uh, what licenses they give out. However, city and county governments can also regulate marijuana businesses, so they can determine um, places that they're not allowed to operate, or they can even ban them completely. As for taxation, there's going to be a new tax placed on growing and a new sales tax of 15% of the retail price. So the state estimates this is going to generate anywhere from hundreds of millions of dollars to over $1 billion annually, although it may take several years to reach that point as licenses are given out and businesses are set up. Let's switch over now to our interview guest and first talk about the supporting arguments for Prop 64. We are happy to welcome Gretchen Burns Bergman to the podcast to talk to us about the supporting views for Proposition 64. Gretchen is the executive director and co-founder of A New Path, Parents for Addiction, Treatment, and Health. She served as state chairperson for Proposition 36, which mandates treatment instead of incarceration for nonviolent drug offenders, and is one of the authors of the official arguments in favor of Prop 64. Welcome to Upvote California, Gretchen. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Uh, Can you start by explaining Proposition 64 briefly and why it is important for Californians to vote yes? 
Well, it's important for people to remember that Proposition 64 is the Adult Use of Marijuana Act. That's its actual title. And it allows adults age 21 and over to use marijuana responsibly. They can transport and consume up to one ounce of marijuana and eight grams of uh, marijuana concentrates and grow up to six plants out of public view. Um, I believe it's important to vote yes because it will fix a broken system in California. It creates a safe, legal, and comprehensive system for adult use of marijuana while protecting our kids. And as a mother, this is really important to me. Currently, marijuana is very easy for youth to access because drug dealers don't ask for IDs. This will establish a secure regulatory system without destroying young people's lives through incarceration and then the the burden of carrying a felony drug possession through life. Kids under Prop 64 can only be charged with an infraction, and money from taxes on marijuana will be funneled into after-school programs, treatment, and prevention. So that's great. Our current system destroys the lives of valuable people, especially people of color and poverty. The war on drugs has been a war waged primarily against black and brown people. So the most important reason to vote yes on Prop 64 is that it will end criminalization of people who use marijuana responsibly. Okay. Um, Yeah, on that last point, I wanted to clarify um, about people that have been incarcerated. Is it correct that uh, Prop 64 is kind of retroactively um, will will, um, clear those people of wrongdoing and get them out of jail? Yes, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, My son actually was arrested many decades ago uh, for marijuana possession, and so he's carried a felony drug uh, possession charge because of uh, possession of marijuana back then. He would be one of those people who would qualify to have his record expunged. Which would, um, which is so important because, as you know, having a, a drug felony on your record, it, there's so many exclusionary aspects to that in terms of housing, employment, mm-hmm. uh, education. Um, the list goes on. So yes, I, I love the retroactive aspect of this law as well. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. Uh, I know a lot of uh, supporters out there. They think people are they're already using marijuana rec- recreationally, as you mentioned. So that we might as well legalize it. Can you talk about the economic effects this is going to have on California if this proposition passes? Well, I agree with that sentiment. Um, it, it's uh, people are already using it. Um, plus, legalization will allow for much needed research on marijuana. Um, by legalizing, we stop the hypocrisy, if you will. Um, the, we also put a big dent in the black market, uh, which has created so much corruption and drug war violence. Uh, there's a tremendous tax advantage for California. Marijuana is currently California's number one cash crop. Taxes and fees would raise over a billion dollars a year, and we would save millions of dollars more by uh, that is currently being spent enforcing marijuana laws. But, of course, the biggest savings are human. People won't be caught up in the criminal justice system for marijuana use, and the savings will go to treatment and prevention programs and, that keep kids in school. Um, and we just mentioned the, the retroactive aspect of that. So, um, uh, yes, there's, there's great savings in both uh, financially and in terms of human costs. 
Right. And I think a lot of what we expect is going to happen sort of financially. And, and as you mentioned, um, in terms of human costs, we've learned from the other states that have already legalized recreational marijuana, like uh, Colorado and Washington. Um, what do you think are some key things we've learned from those states, uh, both good and bad? And, and what do you think California, what's going to ha- what do you think is going to happen in, in California if this passes? Well, I think one of the reasons I'm so impressed with this proposition, as you recall, several years ago, we had Prop 19 on the ballots in California, which almost passed, but not quite. And But I think we're much more ready this time because now other states have uh, legalized, as you say, primarily Washington, Colorado. Um, and um, and we have many more on the ballot now, and we've got Alaska, Oregon, Washington, D.C. that have all, also legalized. But we've been able to take a position now where we can learn from their missteps and from their successes, particularly in Colorado. Um, one of the issues we learned is the need for strict regulations on packaging, labeling, and advertising, which is included in this very, very long and comprehensive measure. Prop 64 also, you know, one of the the, th- the worries that people have is about DUI problems. Um, it gives law enforcement resources to implement some real solutions. And I, I don't know if you're aware of the reports, but the good news out of Colorado is that teen drug use is down slightly since legalization. So when people worry that, oh, my goodness, our kids are going to be using um, and uh, more, that that's not what we're seeing in, in other states that have legalized. So we're just bringing um, uh, a system under regulation and, and control and, and taxation so that we can use that money uh, to do some very good things in California. Well, thank you. I appreciate the examples, in particular, the um, you mentioned the DUI um, additions in there, because I know some critics will say that, um, you know, we've seen an increase in car accidents and fatalities in, in Colorado. Um, so I appreciate you mentioned the, the DUI standard that's being added. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about advertising. Opponents say that the proposition explicitly allows television advertising for marijuana products. Um, currently, tobacco pr- commercials are not allowed. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that position? Um, I, I think what the opponents are saying is a scare tactic. I'm, I'm sorry to put it so bluntly because that's simply wrong. Uh, the federal law on smoking ads makes it a felony for TV stations to broadcast ads selling marijuana, period. Um, and so there's nothing in Prop 64 that would make it legal to show marijuana ads on TV. Oh, that's glad you clarified that because I think that's a big part of the uh, opposition's uh, stance is that these will be legal. So thank you for clarifying that. It's it's more of a national law then that's that's uh, right. protecting that. Okay. And it doesn't change that law at all. Okay, great. Um, I had one um, other question for you that's that's kind of personal um, that uh, a friend of mine asked me right before we did this, uh, which is that. Um, they're worried about, you know, people smoking marijuana in the streets and, and sort of a secondhand smoke uh, type of effect. Um, tobacco use is, is not allowed in restaurants, bars, and workplaces in California. Is marijuana going to be subject to those uh, same laws, or are they, was, is there going to be different laws that affect um, sort of public use? Yeah, smoking marijuana under Prop 64 is still not allowed in public. Um, you know, and it also gives local, state, 
local and state law enforcement tools to preserve their public safety so they can um, create their um, restrictions locally. Um, there's there's kind of a wide swath with that as well. Um, bars, liquor stores, grocery stores won't be allowed to sell marijuana. Um, as to your question about the secondhand smoke, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not a doctor, but to my knowledge and what, to what I've read about this, there has never been any proven evidence of health concerns due to secondhand marijuana smoke. But the the big issue here is that, you know, people are already smoking marijuana quite a bit in California. And so uh, other than the fact that, it, of course, it won't be allowed in restaurant bars and most workplaces as it is not uh, now, um, there, there won't be that big change. Um, edibles will also be legal, um, but they can't be marketed to children in, you know, these appealing gummy bear shapes and things like that, which is another one of the missteps uh, that, that occurred in Colorado. So we, so we also have uh, more stricter dosing and portion size requirements that we that have been embedded in Prop 64. Oh, great. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, well, I want to be respectful of your time. I um, just want to ask one quick question. Um, when voters go into the, the polling booth and they see Prop 64 on the ballot, what's the key thing that you'd like them to remember? Well, you know, it, it's important to remember and understand that one in 10 Americans used marijuana in the past year. So it's it's already happening. It's already uh, being experimented with and used uh, recreationally quite a bit, as, as well as medicinally. So it's really time for a responsible system of regulation. We've been wasting our money and um, people's lives by locking them up for marijuana use and petty crimes. Our p- prisons are exploding with nonviolent drug offenders. We have over 8,800 felony marijuana arrests in California each year, and these aren't the kingpins. Uh, as a mother, I have to uh, state this uh, emphatically. These are our sons and our daughters, and these pinnacle punitive policies disproportionately target neighborhoods of color. So please don't be swayed by scare tactics of criminal justice. This measure has wide support from the community as many and as well as many medical professionals and the California Medical Association. And so what I want to drive home is that the truth is that Prop 64 creates a safe, legal, and comprehensive system for adult use of marijuana while protecting our precious youth. Great. I think that's a great point. Um, Is there anything you'd like to say to listeners that want to learn more or get involved? Is there a website that you would recommend they go to? Yeah, I'd I'd love you you to join our efforts. to pass Proposition 64, there's many, many organizations working on this, but as well as my own, which is um, a new path, Parents for Addiction Treatment and Healing. And our phone number, if you want to call directly, is 619-670-1184. Or um, the website is www.anewpath.org. And, um, you know, join our, join our efforts. Uh, speak out with your friends and family because... A lot of the reason um, people have problems with this is that it's been so steeped in stigma, and the only way we can get past that is to talk openly and honestly about it. So um, I, w- I welcome you to join us and to reach out and ask questions, and um, thank you so much for this opportunity to present um, our viewpoint about Proposition 
64. Yes, on 64. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Gretchen, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you. At this time, let's now switch over to talk about the opposing arguments for Prop 64. We're happy to have Kevin Sabet on Upvote California to represent the opposing viewpoint of Proposition 64. Kevin served under the Obama administration as senior advisor at the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy and is the president and co-founder of SAM, Smart Approaches to Marijuana. SAM Action is the political arm of SAM and is one of the top contributors to the opposition to Prop 64. Thank you for joining Upvote California, Kevin. Hey, thanks for having me. Can you start off by briefly explaining Proposition 64 and why it is important for Californians to vote no? Yeah, well, Prop 64 uh, goes way uh, ahead of the current policy of decriminalization in California. So today, adults can smoke marijuana in the privacy of their own home, and they're not put in prison or in jail. Uh, they're not given a criminal record uh, for a small amount of possession. But what, basically what Prop 64 does is commercialize the entire thing. It creates a massive commercial market that is promoting advertising on television, especially, as also radio and the Internet, um, all kinds of marijuana items, including marijuana candies, gummy bears, cookies, sodas, lollipops, etc. So it's very different than the idea of just letting adults smoke a few joints. It's much more about the mass marketing of this, very similar to tobacco. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of ironic that a state like California that's, you know, really – tightening so much on tobacco, increasing the age, getting, you know, they've had no ads on, on television for, I think, at least 30 or 40 years now uh, in California, um, that now they're going to turn back the clock on that ban, on that tobacco ad ban. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a big deal. Uh, it's a very massive policy shift from the current policy of decriminalization. Is, is that something that the legislature could come in later and say, you know, actually, we don't want these ads on TV, or is that kind of baked into the proposition where it's guaranteeing them rights to the, the TV ads. Well, obviously, a TV station can do what they want, but written into the initiative is the discussion of advertising on television and um, and uh, uh, and radio. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think um, I think that's a very big deal, and uh, I think that we can see as just as just like we see in Colorado with the increase in commercialization and the increase in things like coupons and free samples and these ninety five percent THC you know, products and these gummy bears and cookies and candies and lollipops, I think we're easily going to see those here and see those being advertised. Um, I I think a lot of people aren't aware of that uh, part of the proposition about the television ads. Um, Mm -hmm. Even for supporters of recreational marijuana, what do you think are some other problems in 64 they might not be aware of? Well, I think um, I think there are a lot of problems. I mean, first of all, it would be very hard to enforce driving while intoxicated laws um, because of the way that the, it's written. They have to have evidence of an impairment, recent impairment, and that's very hard just technologically. Um, I think um, uh, it would be very hard to look at um, the issue of marijuana-related ER visits. I think it would be very hard to say those are good, those are not going to go up. Um, and um, so it's just it's just pretty it's pretty incredible mm-hmm. uh, what it would do. And and I think the ma- the massive thing would be the uh, the commercialization and the advertising, the billboards, the radio ads, the television ads. Um, I think are going to be a very big deal. Right. I think um, on on the Sam Action website, one of your points is that. This will allow uh, the marijuana industry to become the next tobacco industry. Um, yeah, we see this as tobacco.
Tobacco 2.0. We see this as the reincarnation of big tobacco. You know, after so many years of of sort of saying no to big tobacco and, and, and driving them out, we're now saying yes to big marijuana. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, if this was about, again, adults using marijuana, we would, you know, that's the decriminalization, and that's the current law. So, you know, uh, this is about money. You know, everyone says this is about pot or this is about civil rights. This isn't about any of that. This is simply about money. It's about a small number of people getting very rich off of what they think is this green rush. And um, I think that when it's about money, then that's problematic because that brings in kids. It brings in advertising. You know, you only make money off of heavy users, right? If you're an alcohol or or tobacco company, you don't make money off the person that occasionally uses your product. You make money off the small number of people who use a lot of your product, and you encourage heavy use. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they're going to be doing. And I, that's a problem. Like people smoking pot or using it or vaping it or eating it every day before they go to school, before they go to work, before they get behind the wheel. That's an issue. That's a public health and safety issue. And again, I'm not talking about low-level sort of personal use, but you know, this is about in, about pushing heavy use, and I think that's very problematic. That's interesting. Um, yeah, you, on the money side, I, I think a lot of people would look at this and say, "Well, people are already smoking or, or consuming sure. marijuana. Why, you know, if there's going to be a lot of money, why doesn't the state tax that just like they tax alcohol and, and tobacco?" Well. Uh, but because that would encourage more use. And the taxes, by the way, don't come close to, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the revenues. So, I mean, for every dollar um, in, in revenue, we spend 10 in social costs for mm-hmm. alcohol and tobacco. So it's not paying for things in Colorado. It wouldn't be paying for things in California. Uh, it's a drop in the bucket. The, the black market is still there. If you're a kid, you're still going to the black market. If you're wanting pot that isn't taxed, you're still going to the black market. If you want pot after midnight, you're still going to the black market. So, uh, you know, I, I just... Um, it, that's a fallacious argument. Yes, some money then will be, will some revenue will be generated, but at what cost? It's going to cost money to rev, to generate that revenue, and it's going to cost in terms of, you know, drug driving, you know, school issues, young people using issues, things like that. Is there a path forward or a better path forward for legalization? Well, I, I think that again, the model of legalization we've seen is commercialization. Uh, you know, there is a model, I think, for personal use where you don't go after personal use. You don't put people in prison. That's fine. Um, but I don't think in a country known for Madison Avenue and marketing that we can handle another legalization of another drug. I think it's going to be mass marketing, mass capitalism, and it's going to be promoting use, small number of people. This is not about pot farms. This is about massive, major multinational marijuana companies. That's what's going to happen in a state like California. That's the seventh or eighth largest economy in the world. That's what this is about. It's not about the mom and pop growing. Hmm. Um, so Interesting. Um, one quick question before um, we start wrapping up, and, and I, I didn't... Uh, bring this up with you before, but I noticed on, uh, for Prop 64, there's a lot of uh, peace officer organizations that are opposed to it. Um, if, if we're legalizing it, it should reduce criminal activity, but why, in your opinion, do you think um, police officers and peace officer organizations are, are opposed to this? Because it's more work for them. 
Uh, it doesn't reduce criminal. I mean, they're, they're not going after pot, you know, pot users right now. That's not an issue. The issue is it's actually more work for them. They're enforcing drug driving laws now. They have to enforce more public use and, and public intoxication laws. They have to enforce more underage minor laws. They, they actually need more law enforcement, not less. And in fact, there are more people arrested for nonviolent alcohol-related offenses, double the amount actually, than all drugs combined. So, uh, you know, it's no argument that this is going to be kind of, you know, though we don't, cops aren't going to be as involved. They're going to be very involved. They have to be because um, they're going to have to enforce these rules. And that's, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to be uh, respectful of your time. This has been very, very helpful. Um, Good. One, one quick question. Um, if, sure. if voters, would they go into the ballot booth, there are 17 propositions. Yeah. They've right. got 10 on their mind. When they see 64 on the ballot, what's the one thing that you want them to remember? I want them to remember uh, Joe Camel and see if they want Joe Camel for marijuana. Okay. And if they do, they should vote yes. If they don't want Joe Camel and pot gummy bears uh, being advertised, then they should vote no. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. We really appreciate it. Thanks for being on Upvote California. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Take care. That ends our episode on Proposition 64. We want to thank you for listening. We want to thank Gretchen Burns Bergman and Kevin Sabet for joining us today. Supporters of Prop 64 will want to check out yeson64.org to learn more. If you want to look at the opposing arguments, check out noon64.net. Or check us out at Upvote Podcast on Twitter and Facebook or on our website at upvotecalifornia.com. Thanks again for listening. See you at the polls.